Hey, what's going on? My name is Pastor Savage 85, and I'm so excited the SquadCon 2023 is finally here. I remember years ago reading about the very first SquadCon that took place, and I remember reading magazine articles about God Squad Church and about the work that they were doing to reach the gaming community. I remember thinking that it intrigued me and that it's such a great idea to start viewing the digital space as almost like a mission field or a place that we should be going and reaching into to, to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as the years went by, and as life kind of started to work its way out and God began to orchestrate things in my life, I found myself streaming and creating Christian content. And as I began to do it more and more, I remember that God allowed me to reconnect with people like Matt Souza and Pastor Amanda and, and Pastor Daylight and Pastor Boz. And I remember thinking to myself, this is such a full circle moment because for me, I was not the lifelong gamer. I was a pastor's kid who absolutely just loved being around people and loved people and loved that I could find a new way in gaming to reach people and to be able to share the love of Jesus with people. And I remember thinking to myself that I'm so thankful for God Squad Church because they were such a huge inspiration for my content and for me doing what I do today. So I want to say a special thank you to Pastor TJ, Pastor Boz, Pastor Amanda for the opportunity to speak this morning. I, uh, I want to also bring you greetings from my family, my wife and my kids. Uh, I have a wife, Ruth, who is the, uh, just the most beautiful woman on the planet. She is the best person that God could have put in my life to, to be an ideal helpmate and to kind of live this out with me. Uh, our kids, Gabriela Elise, who is eight years old and thinks that she's 18, pray for me. And uh, Noah Alexander, who is five years old and is built like a 13-year-old. He is huge. He is a tank. Uh, I'm going to start putting him into football and change his name to a retirement plan because that is going to be my retirement plan. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, there's one thing you got to know about me before we uh, get into what we're going to be unpacking today. And it's that I love two things more than anything else in the world besides family, besides God. There are two things that I love more than anything. That's movies and food. Listen, I am Puerto Rican by birth. I am 6'4", pushing 350 pounds. I am a foodie. I love food. I love to eat. Don't judge me. I love to eat. But I also love movies. Something about movies that helps me escape reality for a little bit. Whether it's a Marvel movie or whether it's a suspense movie or a thriller. I don't like horror movies, but, but just about everything else, I love movies. And as I began to think and pray about what it was that God wanted me to share this morning uh, on SquadCon or this afternoon at SquadCon, I'm sorry. Uh, I remember this movie that I watched years ago where this woman lost her husband to a condition and before he died, he left her a series of 10 letters. And the 10 letters were supposed to guide her through different experiences that will help her heal and move on with her life. Each letter finished the exact same way with the same phrase. And it's going to be our title for our message today and what we're unpacking today. P.S. I love you. For those of you that aren't familiar with the term P.S., if you are writing a letter and you finish out the letter, and you sign your name, 
and you forgot to add something to the letter, you put PS and you put that message after your signature, after you've closed out the letter. And I feel like for so many of us, life hasn't gone like we planned exactly. And I feel like for so many of us, we find ourselves in situations or circumstances where we, we feel like things are difficult and overwhelming and like there's no way out. And we sometimes even go as far as feeling alone. I want you to know that one of my favorite modes that God works in is in dad mode. He's a good father. And as a good father, he has to take us through difficult things. He has to lead us through difficult things because he is building us for what he has designed us for our purpose here on this earth. So no matter what you're going through, I want you to know that God is not absent. God is not silent. He is with you. The Bible says that he is a very present help in your time of need. But that he's a good father. And he has to lead you through these things because they are building you for the future. So I feel like God has added a reminder through everything that we go through that says, P.S., I love you. P.S., I love you. You may not understand why you're going through what you're going through. You may not understand why God is doing what he's doing with you or why the process has to look the way that it does for you. Just know that. God is with you, he is leading you, and that he's doing it because he loves you. I don't think it's a coincidence that I get to open up SquadCon this year with the theme being known by love. I don't think it's a coincidence because as I began to pray and prepare for today's session, I remember the Lord whispering to me very clearly, it is impossible to be known by love until you know love. And if you know scripture, you know that the Bible says that God is love. So in order to be known by love, you have to know love. And in order to know love, you have to know God. So this morning, I want to unpack, or this afternoon, I want to unpack the uh, three qualities of God's love that I feel like are the three major qualities of God's love that will challenge us, sure, that will uh, give us a sense of security, yeah, but that will also give us peace as we go through the process. So before we do that, let's pray. Father, we come before you. We just want to say thank you for the opportunity that you give us to share together in community, Father, that we are able to gather together from all over the world and lift up the name of Jesus and be able to be fed and equipped for doing your work and fulfilling your purpose throughout the world. Father, I pray that no matter what we go through, we will never forget that you love us and that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, I hope that you are a note taker. If you're not, this is a great opportunity to start because I'm a firm believer that you will never remember what you don't record. So I encourage you to take notes as we go through today. There are three qualities of God's love that you have to know. And the first one is this, God's love is real. It's real. And as I begin to think and unpack this, I started realizing that God's love is real and it has power. In fact, Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, and I'm reading out of the ESV, it says, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Know that God's love for us is not just something that is an emotion. He has interwoven his love 
through every single fabric of our lives. There's not one thing that you have gone through or are going through or will go through in life that has not been marked or sealed with the love of God. It may hurt. Yes, but love sometimes hurts. It may be uncomfortable. Yes, but love challenges us. It may bring you peace. Just know that God's love has power. It is real and it has power. And because of this, we can see love as the greatest moving force to ever exist. Because of love, kingdoms have gone to war. Families have been united. Families have been torn apart. Because of love, the Son of God left his throne and became nothing and gave us his life so that we could know God's love for us. Because of love, that love also impulses you to endure, causes you to stay, to remain with hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, a, through, through and onward, it teaches us the definition of love, what love is. And I don't think it's any coincidence that if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 in the New King James Version, it says the very first quality of love is that love suffers long. Love suffers long. I've been married now for going on 13 years this year. And when I met my wife, I was living in Tampa, Florida, and I was in an internship program where uh, that was based in her church. That's where I met her, and that's where we started dating. But after the internship was done, I moved back to South Carolina. And for three years, we dated long distance. It was not easy. It was not fun. It was suffering. And to, to kind of put it into perspective, and I'm going to date myself a little bit with this, this was before FaceTime. This was before we had all these different social media platforms. I had MySpace. That's what I had. Don't judge me. Okay? But I learned that because I loved my wife, I was able to endure three years of long distance. After two years, we got engaged. And a year later, we got married. And we moved together to South Carolina. And we have traveled all over the world, whether it was moving to Tampa for a couple of years, coming back to South Carolina to pasture here. It's been an absolutely incredible ride that I would have never known had I not endured. Love suffers long, but anything worth having is worth suffering long for. Love will help you hang on and, and, and not give up despite what you see. Because of love, you can go through anything and still have hope. Whether it's that somebody let you down, whether it's that you didn't get the job that you thought was sent from God for you to get. Whether it was that certain people in your life had to go. Just know that love allows us to endure. You have to know that God's love is real. It's real and it is something that we can apply to every single situation that we face in our life. It's important for you to know that it's real. Second thing that you have to know about God's love is this. First one is it's real. The second one is that it's for you. So many of us walk through this life thinking, man, I'll get serious about my relationship with God when I, when I get right with God, when I, when I fix things in my life. Listen, how many of you know that sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, 
we make such a mess of our lives that we can't fix it on our own, that we need God. We need help. So let me encourage you and tell you that God's love is not just real, but it is for you. It was made for you. Romans 5.8 has become one of my favorite verses of all time, and it says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I was raised on baseball cards. Saturday mornings with my two brothers were reserved for the, the, the trade floor in our living room for baseball cards. And, and if you've ever collected baseball cards or, or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards or, or whatever it is, if you've collected something that you were trading, the idea of a trade is never to get something back that is less in value than what you gave up. It is always to get something that is more in value than what you give up. Why do I say this? Because God had Jesus sitting at his right hand, had Jesus sitting with him, his son, his only son, and he decided to trade his son for you and for me. And you could think, why in the world? It seems like God got the, the bad end of that deal. The God who knows all things decided to trade his only son so that you and I could know his love and know what an eternity in heaven would be like for him. God's love is for you. And God's love has given you value. It has given you purpose. And if you think, oh, no, I don't know if it, listen, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans to give you hope. They're for good and not for disaster, to give you hope in a future. God's plans for you are for good and not for disaster. But how many of you know that sometimes when we're going through things, we have to go through difficulties in order to enjoy the destination a little bit more? I remember being 14 years old and telling my dad, dad, I want to play football, not soccer, football. And in our family, we played baseball and we played basketball. That's what we did. Football was never in anyone's scope. So for me to say that to my dad, he didn't really understand it, but he supported me in it until the first week of practice came and I was incredibly out of shape and he had to literally carry me back to the car after practice because I was so sore because I, I just, I was not in shape. Now, as the time went on and progressed, I started realizing that I'm a big guy. I started seeing that I could throw my weight around a little bit better. I started getting a little bit stronger and, and the soreness went away and I started feeling stronger. And I thought to myself, man, the process sucked. The process was not fun or enjoyable in the least. However, had I not gone through the process, I would have never gotten stronger. If it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. That's what the saying goes. But I'll promise you this. If it doesn't kill you, it's because God's not done with you yet. God is building you to make you stronger for his plan and his purpose for your life. He has a plan and purpose. It is greater and better than anything you could ever hope or imagine. And he does it because he loves you. He's carrying you through the process. Life wasn't meant to be easy. We get that. I get that. Life is not meant to be easy. Even now, I'm 38 years old, and life hasn't gotten any easier. If anything, it's gotten harder. But through all of the difficulties, God 
is carrying us. We need to understand how God works with the mind of a capable adult, not the mind of a spoiled child. And here's why I say that. A spoiled child wants what I want. Nobody's going to tell me any different. You're going to do what I want you to do. Mature adult says there are things that I have to do. There are things that I get to do. And there are different priorities that I have to have. So understanding that God's love is for you is understanding that it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be a dream. There are some times where you're going to need to go through difficulties. You're going to need to go through struggles. And it's not because God doesn't love you. It's because he loves you that he allows you to go through those things because it helps you depend on God and it helps you get stronger so that when the time comes for you to step into your purpose, you're prepared. You're prepared. Kirk Franklin once said, as Christians, we tell God we want cake. And we get mad when he gives us eggs, flour, milk. Don't think that God is just going to give you what you want when you want it, how you want it. That's not how he works. He may just give you the different ingredients that will make that up. But you got to put in the work for it. You got to do the cooking for it. So know that with everything, there's a process for it. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It means that his love is real and it's for you. God has a plan and a purpose for you. So remember, God's love is real. God's love is for you. And here's the most underrated, understated quality of God's love is that it's also for others. God's love is for others through you. Matthew 5.16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's one of the reasons why God wants you. It's not just about giving you everything that you could have ever wanted or desired. It's also to shine through your life so that people can see and experience the love of God through you. Love. Love is what unites us. Love is what corrects us. Love is what causes us to celebrate and what causes us to join in being sad together and join in rejoicing together. We are able to do this because of love. God wants you to know his love, to know him, know his love, and show his love. Because it also brings growth. See, love is, is strange. Because it'll cause you to expand your capacity to endure and push forward. Love will cause you to not give up and keep trying again and again and again. I don't have to talk about the, 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 the different people in the Bible that we see that were used by God in a great way and struggled and fell. And then God restored them. And God used them. Some he used even more powerfully after the fall. Because here's the thing you got to know about God's love. Is that God's love is eternal. Scripture teaches us that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Wrap your head around that. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. God loves you. God has a plan and a purpose for you. The way you experience God's love, the way you see God's love, the way you can show God's love is by knowing God because he is love. So no matter what you're going through, no matter where you find yourself, 
I want you to know that above everything else, God loves you. His love is real. His love is for you. And his love is for others through you. This demonstrates that God cares about you. God is developing you for his purpose. And that God will use you to impact the lives of others. We have to allow the love of God to penetrate our hearts and to change our character and to change our emotions and to change our, uh, everything about us, change our perspective and how we view the world to not see people who are different, to not see people who don't know God's love yet and judge them, but rather to love them even more, to love them even more through their imperfections, knowing that the way that we love them is the same way God loved us. And I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I did nothing to earn the love of God. But the fact that God looked at me, the mess that I was, the reject, the outcast, the kid that, that, that sat in the back of the classroom that nobody wanted to talk to or deal with, the, the, the kid who, who wasn't the best at anything but did a couple of things okay, the geek, the nerd, God would look at me and love me so much. It would bring me here today to remind you that though life gets hard, though life is difficult, though things may be stacking up against us, God is loving us through it all and empowering and equipping us through it all. I'm not supposed to be here. I would be disingenuine if I told you that I didn't struggle with hitting record. I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I didn't battle imposter syndrome. And here's the great thing about God is that through those moments, he doesn't tell us to stop. He doesn't tell us to take a break. He tells us, lean on me. Come to me, all you who are heavy burdened and weary. I'll give you rest. The way you can be known by love is by knowing love. And the way you know love is by knowing God the Father. So let me encourage you today to take a moment and think about how God has shown you love even in the difficult circumstances. To think about and discuss how God has revealed himself through love in your life. To think about the times where you went through a process and because of the process, because you endured the process, you were able to come out on the other side victorious. And finally, to think about how God can use your life to show his love to the world so that you may be known by love and that through being known by love, people can know him as well. That's the challenge today. So as we pray, I want to challenge you to pray that the Lord would open your eyes to see that his love for you is real. That he would open your eyes to see, even through difficulties and circumstances, 
that his love endures and it is for you. And that God will give you wisdom to find a way to show his love to others. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the time we're able to share together today. Father, I thank you for this family, this setting, Father, for this reminder that you love us so much that you would take us through difficulties, that you would take us through struggles, that you would build us for your purpose in our lives. That it's not just about knowing you and knowing your love, not just about understanding that your love is real and that your love is for us, but it's also about understanding that your love is for others through us as well. Lord, I pray that as we continue through God's uh, through SquadCon, Lord, I pray that you would continue to mold us and help us lean in to you and your love so that we can in turn be known by love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.